0: Hello and welcome back to Untuck Shorts, episode forty. I'm your host Felix Vogel, and this is my podcast, D, aka my dad, Marco. Hey,
1: everybody! Episode forty. To me, that's a big deal. We started this forty episodes ago, right here, recording in Occidental, California, on the very couch we first sat at during the uh, during the pandemic, during the quarantine, when we kicked off Untuck Shorts with episode one, and here we are, episode about, forty. Oh,
0: we were talking about how good the jazz were. With Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, I believe
1: we were. I think um, we were also talking about how many injuries the Warriors had.
0: Yeah, back
1: then, March I of mean, 2019
0: deja or vu, 2021. A little deja vu, considering Curry and Wiggins are still out with their injuries. Uh, Jermichael Green caught. Whoa, 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 whoa! But would going you on.
1: just slow your roll? You were going to ask me a forty-related question before oh, yeah. diving in.
0: Well, we boy, all this, our pre-production yeah. blown up
1: in the first fifty-seven we've seconds.
0: Been you say blown up on the podcast a lot. I feel like – I, I want you to listen to a couple past ones. Within the first 30 seconds, I can assure you one Mark saying, it's blown up.
1: Okay. Now – All right. Good, good feedback on episode four. still learning.
0: Um, We've been having this late tradition of talking uh, – or Mark being quizzical when it comes to what numbers people are due to the episode. I don't think I said that right. It's but all right. You know what I'm saying?
1: I would like to give the listeners a quiz – I believe you know what's coming if you listen to the last few episodes. This is episode forty. Who wears jersey number forty in the NBA today?
0: Now, this give one, a moment to think about it. This one I don't have to think about too hard. We've had too obvious. We've had the wonderful Harrison Barnyard. Um, Did really you just good. call him
1: Harrison Barnyard? Yeah,
0: his name's Barnes.
1: Okay, I just wow. can't
0: handle the name Barnes.
1: I, I wonder if that's ever been his nickname so before. So that was Mr. definitely
0: uh, the biggest one. But then a new two-way contract player who's been really doing it for us this season, Anthony Lamb. He wears 40. number
1: 40, indeed.
0: Two Dubs with number 40. Now I cannot name
1: anymore. Alright, there are a few other NBA players currently who wear number 40.
0: Is Udonis Haslam? Yes! Oh, very wow. Oh good! Wow! God. Pulling yeah. that one out of somewhere. Like 42 or something, but, but yeah. the Miami
1: Heat, one of the oldest, maybe the oldest player in the league. The oldest. Over 40. Hasn't
0: scored a playoff point since 2014. Alright,
1: this is not the Udonis Haslam sidetrack just saying, podcast.
0: Just Haslem yet another spin-off.
1: Okay, the other folks who wear number 40 and then we'll move on to the much more important topics on this episode of Untuck Shorts. Luke Cornett, who plays for Boston. Never really heard of him. And Zubac, Ivica oh. Zubac, uh, for the Clippers. Oh, he like wears number four. Huh. Okay, so that's it. Moving on. We've got a lot to talk about today. Let's briefly recap over the last five game stretch. We predicted that the Warriors would win a couple, lose a couple. Didn't quite too. see it going down this way. Felix. Um the Raptors, the game against Toronto. We won I mean, it. Were we you don't impressed? need to,
0: we don't need to dwindle on it too long, but I thought we did really well. Uh Maple Jordan did not appear in that game and probably did not and did not appear for the next week to come, but Jordan had a 43-point game, just really showing it's off It's
1: confusing his, when you say Maple Jordan didn't appear and then you say Jordan had a 43-point oh, game. Oh,
0: Jordan Poole, Mr. Poole, pool party, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um he had a forty-three point game.
1: I should clarify, I wasn't confused, but I'm just saying there might be some listeners out there.
0: Okay, moving on.
1: Then we went to New York, and it was uh, let's just say not a not a good weekend in New York for the. We've Warriors. had
0: this continuous phase of coming off a really good game with some kind of crappy game. We had back-to-back nights in the Bronx and then in Brooklyn, getting blown out twice. And two nights by 40 and like 43. By the
1: Knicks and the Nets. Maybe the less said about that road trip without Steph Curry, without Wiggins, the better. Then we came home, and now it gets really interesting. Christmas Day, home against the Memphis Grizzlies, the team that I would say we have the most intense rivalry with. Most bitter
0: rivalry with. We were home for the holiday.
1: What happened on Christmas Day at Chase Arena?
0: Nicole happened. Nicole.
1: Not where I thought you were going to go. But continue.
0: Nicole, Nicole Calder happened.
1: In she what way did she happen? She
0: was at the game. She got <laughs> on the screen. She met E forty. It was the best day of her life. And her enthusiasm carried the Warriors to a stunning upset over the Memphis Grizzlies, filled with opportunities to get off your seat. Let's just say that. Filled with a lot of Moses Moody.
1: Yeah, Um, it was a great game. Um, Like like the Boston game, I think we played up to our abilities in taking on one of the best teams in the league. At the time, the Memphis Grizzlies were number one in the West. So, yeah, without Wiggins, with with Curry on the sideline wearing an elegant um, sort of trench coat tweed situation, very stylish as always, Mr. Curry. Oh, can I make a little side note? Yes. Before the year ends, we're in the middle of the holiday season. I meant to mention this a couple weeks ago when I first learned about it, but... Thanks to Brian Perkins and more specifically to Calvin and uh, Eloise Perkins, who are students in the Oakland Unified School District, we recently learned that Steph Curry and his family, his foundation, have given away half a million books to students in Oakland, to young people in Oakland. Which I'm just like so impressed with his generosity, his commitment to uh, he's a good youth man education. And
0: it was books, not bucks. He gave away half a million books. Sorry, I thought you said dollars.
1: Steph Curry does it on the court. He's an amazing, uh, inspirational guy off the court as well. Just had to give some shout-outs to the Curry Foundation for that, impressing us as always here on the podcast. That Christmas
0: Day was filled with two-way delight. Great defense, great offense. We shut down Jaw. We got Jaron Allen, one of our biggest uh, troubles.
1: Jaron Jackson. Jaron
0: Jackson, sorry. Jaron Jackson. We got him in foul trouble early, so we didn't have to worry about him too much, and – Just a lot of hustle from our second unit, which is thrown in there for Christmas Day.
1: Game number five over the last five-game stretch was a home game against the Hornets. It was last night. It was at Chase Arena, and we were there.
0: I was happy to be there. It was a very good environment, nice and chilly outside, so it felt good to be in the stadium.
1: Huge Christmas tree.
0: Huge Christmas tree, 150 feet, we think. We won against the Hornets, one of the biggest wins ever. Because we started the game consistent, up by 15, up by 17. Everybody was having a pretty good night, pool, clay. Um, then we went 0 for 17 on threes or something.
1: It really fell apart. We had an 18-point lead in the third quarter. And I think we talked before the game about how this the, the Hornets are last in the league or second to last in the league. Like, we should stomp these guys. 9-25. They're
0: 9 now. Like, like, a
1: really uh, uplifting game for us. But then we... We started to beat ourselves. We took bad shots. We got a little sloppy. We let them back in, and we went from an 18-point I mean, lead in the third quarter to, to being tied with five minutes to Anthony go. I guess
0: Anthony Lamb got too distracted by LaMelo's neon green shoes. Something. He was and one just, for seven. He was not yeah, good. from the. Our spirits were down. We were like, what is happening? And then one word.
1: Kaminga. Jonathan Kaminga took control of this game. He... I, I'm so. I think we're going to remember this game as his coming out party, his his leveling up, a transformation.
0: Just some highlight plays, not to give away, maybe one of the spiciest plays of the game. But you know, let's
1: give it away. Defensively, this was absolutely the spiciest this play. This isn't
0: my spiciest play. Really? Okay. You're not thinking of them. But a defensive play that just won my heart was when PJ Washington, um, a descendant of the founding fathers. Had the ball?
1: We're not. We're not historically sure about that. It's. It's a complicated history.
0: And Kaminga just grabbed it and ripped it from him. Just
1: took it. I have not seen somebody get a steal like that maybe I, ever. He just, I just literally, he, he literally said, it, "I'm gonna take that ball." He wanted out of it. Your
0: he wanted it so much more. And you know, good defense leads to great offense. He scored. He brought us back up by four, and then a pool party kind of happened, putting on some moves creating some open shots, and the, at the very end, is this your spiciest play?
1: Well, I was going to say that Steel was my spiciest play, but I think P- Poole putting uh, Mason Plumlee. In a shout out to all the Mason Plumley fans out there. We're not going to name the, them here, but the you know ago. who you are, Bay City Red team members and Mason Plumley fan club founders. Yeah. Jordan Poole put him in the spin cycle, but didn't finish instead. Spiciest play of the week. What did he do?
0: Dropped it right back off to Kaminga in front of a fumbling Mason Plumlee and just slammed it down with authority. Kaminga rose up, almost hit his head on the rim, I dare say, and threw it down. And when that ball went through the hoop.
1: You could hear the relief in the stadium. We just didn't want to lose another game against a very beatable team. Let it slip away with a lead in the last couple minutes. Kerr trusted the young guys. Pulled to Kaminga. Kaminga stepping up. Wiseman even had a good We just good saw eight a, lot a, Warriors, eight a lot
0: of Warriors evolution. Poole the Kaminga.
1: That's the way Maybe to put we'll it. Maybe we'll
0: be seeing that 3 years from now.
1: <gasps> okay, um, I'm just a little exhausted even recapping that that thrilling night at Chase I got to share night.
0: I got to share my Spiciest play the game.
1: Oh, that wasn't even your Spiciest play.
0: No, okay. no. No, 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 no. We all had right. some Christmas um some Christmas cheer out here and my Spiciest play was uh, I think Draymond Green stole the ball. Yeah, and then threw it up to an outlet of coming up? That's
1: right. He threw it like the length of the whole the whole court, like court. a
0: football, a football pass, length of the whole court to J.K. But John Morant showed off his crazy elevation skills and just knocked it right back. But knocked it right back to who? Moses,
1: Moses Moody. Moody.
0: Right back to Moody. Moody caught it in transition, full throttle, and dunked it. All over Morant.
1: Pretty spicy.
0: It was crazy. That was our spiciest play of the game.
1: A 2-0 winning streak. We're 17-18, and and we're going to talk about the road ahead after this break. See you in just one minute.
0: On Untucked Shorts.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 40 of Untucked Shorts, recorded on December 28th in Occidental, California. We are now going to take a deep dive in some numbers. So get your pencils, get your calculators, try and keep up if you can. Felix has been doing some research on what it's going to take for us to get to where we want to be by the end of the season. And in order to look forward, sometimes we have to look back. So I'm turning it over to you, Felix. Felix for a deep dive on playoff history, playoff records, and the road ahead.
0: Very poetic, Mark. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. Now, um, I've been having faith in the Warriors, saying we're going to get it together, but now is the time. If we don't flip a switch, then we may find ourselves in the play-in struggling to get in there, and that is not what I want to happen as a defending champions fan. Now, looking back upon the years going back to the 2014-2015 season, the beginning of our eight-year eight kind of crazy four-year championship run, I just am looking at our placement, our statistics, our away records, our overall records, and I'm seeing a lot of pattern. Starting at 2014-2015 season, to be a six seed, which means avoiding the playoffs, anything behind the six seed you will go into the play-in, and you don't have a secured. Position in the playoffs, so to avoid the play-in, we have to have a forty-eight win record. So we need to be forty-eight and twenty-two, I believe.
1: Forty-eight and twenty-four. That's right. Forty-eight
0: and twenty-four. I'm sorry.
1: So if we're if we have to get to forty-eight wins, um, what do we need to do the rest of the season? Tell us what your predictions are about how we're going to get from uh, our our record now to that 48 win minimum for a 6 seed?
0: Well, to get to 48, we'd have to be 31 and 17.
1: The rest of the way. The rest
0: of the way. And that's a pretty tall task to handle for these defending champs based on evidence of our past couple games.
1: But it's even harder than that, right? Not Mm -hmm. only do we have to win, what, 31, 17, like 60% of our games... Maybe more of that. Maybe more like sixty-five percent of our games.
0: What it comes down to is we suck on the road, <laughs> and we have twenty-two more road games. We can only afford to lose seventeen. So what we're saying is that not that we will, but if we go zero and t- we'll have to win at least five road games, at least five, because that is meaning that we'd win every home game, which we have we'd to also be won.
1: Perfect at home. And win at least five, five road, road games. games.
0: To be 31 and 17. So we're kind of screwed because, you know, going back to last season, we were 22 and 19 on the road, 27 and 14. Just going, looking at all these, we had a winning road record, which we will not be able to grasp. Um, this yeah, this year. would be
1: amazing. If we could make it to the playoffs with a losing record on the road, it'd but be, be
0: history. It'd totally be history.
1: This is a good moment maybe to say let's get to work on building that winning record now. The next five games are all at home where we've been pretty great. So tonight we play Utah.
0: You know, looking back on that stolen – the stolen game mm. last podcast title, we are seeking some revenge coming off this two-game win streak, and we're feeling good about ourselves. So I predict we're going to shut out Utah tonight pretty bad and maybe even look like the 73-9 – Um. 2016 Warriors <laughs> who were 30, 34 and seven on the road. I just want to oh, add that statistic. Man. Those <laughs>
1: days are wow. Did they even happen? Did, was that real? That 73 and nine season? We were invincible, winning games basically by by halftime and cry, and then adding a 30 point lead in the third quarter. Ah, okay, so after Utah comes to town tonight, the Trailblazers visit us on Friday, last game of 2022. The Trailblazers are 18 and 16. Lillard's been playing well. I don't know if GP is healthy, but it'd be exciting to see him come back to Chase. He's been uh, one of our favorite role players, and even better of the last I mean, few year's. What do you the think?
0: Can we meet the are Trailblazers at home? Playing pretty good. They're playing like the 49 and 19 Trailblazers. <laughs> <laughs> that made the sixth seed in 2017. 20... Now, sorry, I just have so much statistics. I'm trying to get it out there. Felix
1: like went but... deep with the research sure. on this one.
0: Okay. Um,
1: all right, so we can beat the Trailblazers? Yes. That sets up three home games against three mediocre to terrible Eastern Conference teams. The Hawks, the Pistons, and the Magic are all coming for the first three games in January.
0: So our podcast competitors have talked about the Hawks, how they cannot get their act together, um, so I think we can even beat the Hawks. Trey Young went out with an injury That's right. on Sunday.
1: The Pistons' Cade Cunningham is shut down for the season. He got injured. The Pistons are definitely in full tank mode.
0: Full tank mode.
1: So we should crush and them. I
0: don't think they're seeking a win like they were when, when they beat us by 14 early in the season. So right now we're 4-0. And then we go to... Or no, we, we host Disney World in Orlando. <laughs> or no, oh my god, I said that so wrong. But we played the Magic at home. That's
1: the way to say they it.
0: They are 13-22. and 22. Better than the Pistons, but still not looking good. I think we can beat them too. So this is the first ever 5-0 prediction on my side. Of the podcast. I think
1: our final word before we sign off is that, Felix, after last game, after last night's game, we walked out of Chase Arena happy, and we both said to each other, we we know what our next jersey is going to be. We've got Draymond. You've got a Draymond jersey, a pool jersey, a Curry jersey. A I don't have without. a pool. I don't have you a don't, pool. You don't have a pool. Sorry. No. You have, a cl- obviously, a clay. clay. But the next jersey we're going to get?
0: A Jonathan Kaminga. He won our heart with that warmest play of the game, hot cocoa play of the game, going back to episode (laughs) 37.
1: So this will be our last podcast of 2022. And we wish everybody out there a happy happy new year. Year. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Spotify. We want to get to a hundred Spotify followers by the end of the season. We think we can do it. Thanks for following us and happy new year. See
0: you next time on Untucked
1: Shorts.